Welcome to the Door to Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Emily Green, and I'm a psychic medium. This podcast is a place where I take you through the door to spirit. We talk about all things esoteric, spiritual awakening, psychic abilities, developing intuition, signs from the spirit world, and I may even throw in the odd reading or two. So sit back, take a nice deep breath, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Door to Spirit podcast. This is episode number nine. Long time no see. I know it has been quite a while since I have released an episode, and I've had so many of you messaging me saying, when is the next podcast episode coming out? So I appreciate your dedication and it also made me feel really good. Um, I had a couple of you saying that you were refreshing your podcast app every day to see if I had released a new episode. So thank you so much for your love and support and your loyalty and just your interest in coming on the Door to Spirit podcast and listening to what I have to say and what my guests have to say. So thank you for being here. Um, And thank you for waiting. We have a fun episode today. I'm going to be giving updates of things that have been going on in the last couple weeks and also things to come in 2020, exciting announcements of programs that I've launched and retreats that I'm doing and things like that. And I'm going to be answering some questions today. I've done a couple polls on Instagram and have had some amazing questions sent in by um, a couple of you that I'm really excited to answer on today's podcast. But first, we'll start with updates. So since I've talked to you last, it has been such a crazy couple of weeks over here. Um, if you are following me on Instagram, you'll know. I want, to, I want to tell this story. I told it on Instagram, but I didn't really give all of the details and the aftermath. And I've had a couple of you asking um, what has been going on with this particular situation that I've been going through since I last talked about it. It's been just under a month. Um, so if you, if you do follow me on Instagram, you will, you'll see and you'll know that about a month ago, um, I found a tick on myself, um, on my arm. A deer tick, which um, is one of the kinds of ticks that can potentially become infected with the bacteria that causes Lyme disease. So, you know, I want to give the whole backstory on this because it's been a really interesting intersection between my own intuition and my own abilities and what I know to be true and my connection with spirit and with my guides and the information that I can receive to them. And also just kind of being in a human body and receiving opinions and information from medical practitioners and blood work and just everything that kind of goes on. Because I work with a lot of people who are, have chronic illness or have unexplained illness or mystery illness or Um, diagnoses that they're not sure is accurate to the symptoms that they're experiencing. And it's a really delicate um, topic and a really big, important thing that um, so many are dealing with all over the world. I'm a really big advocate for those with chronic illness. Um, I have many friends who have chronic illness and Lyme diagnoses and all these kinds of things. So it was a very 
interesting situation to find myself in, especially considering kind of the work I do and how I navigated it. So I wanted to share a little bit about that experience before we get into, I'm getting ahead of myself, I wanted to do updates first. So just a little background, I'm gonna be going back into um, the story surrounding my tick bite and uh, everything that's happened since then. Um, and I want to give some updates and then we'll do a little Q&A. So, Let's do some updates first, because um, I have so much going on right now, and it's kind of almost like I had to organize and be like, okay, what's going on and what can I share with everybody that's important that they may want to know? So um, in the intro of my last podcast episode, I was telling you all about my program with my one of my business partners, Andrew DiLorenzi, called Intuitive Mastery 101, um, which we just did the first round from July to October. It was absolutely incredible. Andrea and I had so much fun running this first round of this program. And before it was even done, you know, we had people asking, are you going to be running a next round? And when is that coming? And when will it be launching? And all that kind of, all of those kinds of things. So we knew we wanted to run another round of 101. However, we were going to run a round of Intuitive Mastery 201 first, um, which was interesting. And I know I talked about that on the last podcast, but we actually made a little pivot with that. And we decided not to launch Intuitive Match Mastery 201 until later this year. So that will probably be launching um, in late spring, early summer of 2020, a 201 program. And this is essentially for people who are kind of already on an intuitive development path, or they're familiar with these kinds of things, and they're just looking to fine tune and hone their skill. So that's 201. Whereas 101, which we are running another round starting on January 9th. Yeah, January 9th, 2020. It's a Thursday night. Um, Intuitive Mastery 101 is basically bi-weekly group calls. It's a group coaching program. So you are together with 10 other amazing women who are also interested in developing and they're developing their intuition and honing their intuitive ability and learning about how their intuition is communicating and speaking to, with them uniquely in what unique ways. We talk about intuitive decision-making, which was one of the most popular topics in our last round of Intuitive Mastery 101. The breakthroughs that we, that we saw our girls have surrounding how to make decisions from an intuitive place, especially when you're under stress or pressure or anxiety or fear, and kind of how to navigate that was absolutely groundbreaking. And just seeing their how they're navigating decisions now in their life, their health, their career, their education, and their business is so good. And I want everybody to be able to um, learn more about that. So we will be doing intuitive decision-making. We have a really cool week on business intuition, how to use your intuition to navigate either your business, if you're an entrepreneur, um, how to use that, how to use intuition psychic abilities within the context of business, or um, how to use it kind of in your, in your career as well. So there's so much amazing information, practice exercises, kundalini meditations. We, Andrea and I incorporate, we both believe in, Andrea is a kundalini yoga teacher, but we both believe in the, the modality of kundalini yoga so much and feel that it is a beautiful, beautiful supporter of developing intuition and psychic abilities. It opens up the energy field. It opens up the chakras. It kind of strengthens and um, 
strengthens our connection to spirit, to the divine, to our guides and things like that helps us just get really strong in that area. So we use Kundalini as our tool of choice and it's just amazing. So we currently have eight spots left. We start on Thursday, January 9th. The group calls are at 7 p.m. EST. So I had a couple of you asking about time zone. Um, if you're not able to make the live calls or you're only able to make some of the live calls or you're not able to make any of them, um, we really, really, Andrew and I really make an effort to connect extra with our replay people just to make sure that they're getting that same connection elements and feeling really just involved and included in the program and the group coaching and getting a little bit of extra um, sort of one-on-one -on -one time with each of us. So um, if time zone is an issue or you're not, if, or Thursday nights don't work for you, um, don't let that be a barrier to you enrolling in this program because Andrea and I probably won't run another round of Intuitive Mastery 101 for at least Oh, at least eight to nine months, probably maybe even a year until we run another round of this program. So if you're interested, if this is calling to you, if you'd like more information, you can head over to my Instagram. The uh, link to find out more information and to register is in my bio. And if you have any questions about the program, please feel free to message me, email me um, anytime or Andrea and Either of us will be more than happy to give you more information or to answer any questions that you may have to see if this is the right move for you, my friends. So that's the Intuitive Mastery 101 info. All right. Um, another little update is you may have seen, again, if you follow me on social media, that I just finished the Next Level Magic Retreat with my other lovely business partner and friend, um, Stephanie Don Elizabeth. In, uh, we just finished the Next Level Magic Retreat just about a week ago now and still coming down from the high of how incredible it was. Um, we had six amazing women together in a big, beautiful retreat lake house by the water. And it was just a weekend of absolute magic and just hearing from them after the retreat and all of the things that are already coming into reality for them um, and things that have shifted and things that have, that they've worked through and breakthroughs that they've had that have continued to kind of build and build and build um, has been amazing. So as soon as Steph and I were finished that retreat, we knew that there was more retreats in order. Um, and one of the things that her and I are going to be collaborating on in the new year is bestie retreats which is essentially um, a group of you and your friends and Steph and I in a house for a weekend or a couple days creating magic and connecting you to your intuition and connecting you to your next steps and your next moves. And it's really just a, an amazing chance to come together with your friends and to have us lead you in a weekend of ah, deep dive discovery um, self-care, all those kinds of wonderful things. So we're actually coming to you. So if you have a city and you know that you and your friends would be interested in doing a bestie retreat together, you can also send me a message or an email and I would be happy, Steph or I would both be happy to send you more information on how this is going to be working. Okay, my friends. All right. I think that's it for updates um, for now. Um, there's just so much going on. And, um, and if you if, if also, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I am currently 
booked out for readings and for healing sessions and for everything until the end of February 2020, beginning of March 2020, which is just crazy. Um, that is amazing. And I love you all so much. Thank you for um, trusting me to connect with your energy, connect to your loved ones. Um, and I'm so honored to work with all of you. With that being said, that means that I have very little wiggle room in my schedule. And a couple of you have been messaging me saying, oh my goodness, I see that your book till, you know, till February, do you have anything sooner? I do not have anything sooner, if you can even believe it. So um, the best thing to do is to get on the schedule now. I do have a cancellation list. If, you know, on the off chance, there's a lot of people on the cancellation list, but on the off chance that there is a cancellation or multiple cancellations, um, you know, I will definitely be in touch with you if there is a possibility of you getting in sooner. However, there's probably only a two to 3% chance of that happening, but it's worth a shot. So um, if that is something you're interested in, I look so forward to working with you in the new year. I can't wait. Okay. So let's get into the, my experience with the tick bite and my dream. Um, and, I'll, and if you haven't heard the dream story, then I'm going to explain it all here now. So about a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days before I found the tick on my arm, it was October 25th that I found it. And a couple of days before I found the tick on my arm. I had a dream about the exact experience that I went through. And this is not uncommon for me. Um, and really, it's not uncommon for every, anyone. Um, I would really encourage, in terms of dreams, I actually, I, someone asked me to speak on this. So I will, I'm just going to do a little aside on psychic dreams versus subconscious dreams um, or revelatory dreams, um, whatever you want to call it. Basically, the difference between a intuitive dream, something that is prophetic or predictive in nature and sort of represents something that is going to be going on in our lives or lives of people who are close to us, um, you know, in sort of the, the, the near or distant future. And then a subconscious dream is kind of like the, you know, I, um, it's kind of like those dreams where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss the bus and I'm running and I have to catch it, but I missed the bus. And now I have to wait for another one. And there's lots of like anxiety and fear or, oh my goodness, I just, you know, looked in the mirror and my teeth are all missing and, or, you know, things like that. There's a sub, there's a kind of a different undertone, um, an energetic undertone to a subconscious dumping dream where it's just basically our subconscious mind processing information, processing fears, processing our anxiety, processing our thoughts in dream time versus a dream that is actually something that we should really pay attention to. Not to say that we shouldn't pay attention to subconscious dreams. It's kind of just like our subconscious working things out. It's trying to figure it out and a subconscious dream can give you a really good idea of what your subconscious is kind of like grappling with at the moment. And then you can kind of support it from there. But I really like to focus on, you know, sort of the psychic dreams, the prophetic dreams, which obviously do not happen every night. It's not possible for them to happen every night. I would say probably the ratio from, you know, um, 
from subconscious dreams to psychic or revelatory dreams is probably like five to one. Um, so there definitely are a lot more subconscious processing dreams than there are psychic dreams. But when the psychic dream happens, there's a different energetic undertone. People ask me, how do you know? What's the difference between subconscious or, or a psychic dream? Again, the subconscious has this undertone of fear, of panic, of worry, of insecurity, of stress, of anxiety, where the psychic dream is kind of just matter of fact. It's like, this is what it is. This is something that's maybe coming in. This is how it might present. This is what happens. This is what you should look for, et cetera, et cetera, which is really a very good representation between sort of the fear in the intuition or the ego in the intuition as well. So I had this dream and I'll kind of explain it to you guys um, and, and, and kind of explain what the dream was and how I knew that this was prophetic or psychic in nature. Um, so the dream that I had, I was, um, and this is, bear with me here, this is going to be like, how is this connected? How does this make sense? But the dream that I had, I was um, swimming with sharks, <laughs> which is actually not a fear of mine. Um, I kind of dig sharks. I think they're cool. Um, I've never swam with them, but I don't think that so that was the first thing. I'm not really scared of swimming with sharks. So I knew right off the bat in my dream time that it wasn't a fear dream. It wasn't kind of like, oh my God, I'm swimming with sharks and this is so scary. It was kind of just like, okay, I'm going swimming with sharks now. So, um, in my dream, I was like in this beautiful location, crystal clear, blue water skies. I was on this boat and I jumped off the boat to, um, to go swimming with sharks. And anyone who's a dream interpreter, you know, you can probably see the significance of that too, of uh, that, you know, the difference between surface, the surface being above the surface, being on the boat, to sort of jumping in the water and going beneath the surface, going underneath, going into the depths, going into the kind of the depths of psychic perception. So I didn't understand that aspect at first, but when I thought back on it, I was like, ah, oh, that makes sense why, you know, my mind or spirit showed me myself actually going from one state above the water dry, you know, on the surface to another state below the water, under the water, swimming with the sharks, right? So I jumped into the water in my dream and in my dream I was just swimming and you know just swimming and there was a couple sharks kind of hanging out. They were mostly ignoring me um, at the start anyways. They were mostly kind of just like swimming, doing their thing, ignoring me, whatever. All of a sudden in my dream, in my vision, the water got really cloudy really cloudy like like i don't know what it was crystal clear it was beautiful it was blue and then all of a sudden it was just cloudy like like there was something that was going wrong and as soon as the water went cloudy all of the sharks who were previously kind of like ignoring me started to lunge towards me and were getting really close but they weren't biting me they were getting really close and they weren't biting me. They were getting really close and they kept lunging towards me. And then I kind of got a little bit like, whoa, what's happening? I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared, but I was like, why is this happening? In my dream, I sort of had the awareness to go, what is going on here? And for whatever reason in my dream, after this whole experience, the water went cloudy, the shark started lunging at me. In my dream, I looked down at my arm, at my left arm. And on my arm in the exact spot that I found the tick, there was a massive red and kind of like reddish purple bullseye rash, which if you've done any research on tick bites and Lyme disease, it can be consistent with, um, with kind of an a, a tick that is positive for Lyme bacteria. 
And so in my dream, I was looking at this bullseye rash and just kind of observing it like, what is that? And when I, as soon as I looked down at my arm, I heard, or I was suddenly aware of a message um, from spirit, just as I would be in my waking life that said, you're going to be bit by a tick, but everything is going to be okay. Oh, and so I woke up from that dream and I immediately started typing all of the details down into my phone. I started talking about it. I told my fiance, I was just talking out loud to make sure that I got all of the detail out, which is a really big key in psychic dreams. If you think that you've had a psychic dream, it's really kind of crucial to write all of the details down, even if at the time they seem insignificant or small. I didn't understand the whole sharks kind of, um, and jumping into the water and that whole analogy until afterwards, which I'll explain in a moment. But, um, it was, it was a very significant detail. So I wrote all the details down on the paper and kind of for the next few days, that was about three, I had that dream about three days before I actually found the tick on myself. Um, and I was kind of on high alert. I was aware, I was prepared. I was, I go out walking in the forest in the woods um, every day. I leave, I live on the East Coast so there is quite a population of ticks in my area. And so I was just very aware and, um, and I paid attention to it. And I really kind of took the message and the warning very seriously. Um, so lo and behold, a few days later, I was getting ready in the morning, getting dressed in front of the mirror to go to a about to speak at a university on listening to your intuition. And I lifted up my arm and in the exact spot that I saw the bullseye rash in my dream, there was a small black dot with a red kind of rash around it. Um, and in the middle was the tick. And so this is kind of like, I'm not gonna go into the nitty gritty details because to be honest, it was really disgusting and it's not something that I wish on my worst enemy. I don't really have any enemies, but it's not something that I wish on anyone. Um, it was not a fun or pleasant experience by any means. Now, the thing that I wanna highlight here is that immediately when I found this, my, I spiraled into a panic immediately. Even with the information in the dream that I had, even with my connection, even with, you know, my guides, even with everything and anything that, um, that I had, all the tools that I have in my connection and my abilities and things like that, I panicked. And my mind immediately started going to the worst places. And I talked myself up and I got myself into it, like just a very kind of activated, scared space. And it took me a while to come down from that, from that. I'm not going to lie to you. But the reason that I say that is we can have even the most sound, solid, beautiful connection with spirit, with our guides. You know, I'm a psychic medium and I still, I had the warning and I had the information and I was prepared, but I still panicked and I was still really scared. So, you know, in those situations, especially when it comes to our health and serious sort of instances like that, it can be really scary. So my next moves, you know, I sort of did what you're supposed to do. Um, because I was in such a panic, I did what I was supposed to do. And, you know, in hindsight, was I okay? Yes. What, would I have done things differently? 
maybe. <laughs> um, but it, it was just kind of like my instant reaction based on the information that I had and based on the information of what everybody was telling me to do. And you got to do this, you got to go here, bring this here, get the blood testing here, get the antibiotics, get the blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to go into all the, the details of what I did, but I wanted to highlight this here because I and this kind of, I, I, I want to make this as universal as possible as well, because I do find that when we are in a state of panic or a state of, you know, our health is compromised or our well-being is compromised or things like that, it does feel a lot harder, just like I was speaking about earlier, to make decisions intuitively, to make decisions based on our intuitive guidance system or intuitive kind of compass system. and that's okay. And this is my, this is the thing. This is what I want to chat on is we can forgive ourselves for that. There's probably many times that I can look back at in my life and maybe you can too, if you're listening to this, where there was a moment when panic or fear or anxiety or, you know, not knowing what to do kind of took over and it overrided the intuitive sort of decision-making process. And that is okay. The best thing that we can do is forgive ourselves for that. That's what I did. Um, I forgave myself for it. I had all the information that I needed and I still felt really scared and really panicked and didn't know what to do. So, you know, that's one of the things that I, the process that I've been going through for this past few weeks is really kind of taking responsibility for that and just going, sometimes I, you know, make the wrong decision too. Sometimes I take the wrong path. Sometimes I don't cope, you know, I don't deal with things the best. I'm not perfect. And this is something that I talk about all the time. I'm a human. I'm a human being. I do these things. We're still going to do these things, but the, but what the message is and the lesson is, is how we can kind of take that experience and use it um, in, to our advantage for the next time that something like that happens so that we can feel more rooted in our intuitive power, our intuitive decision-making power. And so that's how I really kind of process that experience. And so one of the things that I wanted to say is through this, um, through this experience, um, I'm still waiting on, um, again, my intuition I've had some test results and I'm kind of still looking at getting more and blood work and things like that. And everything's still a little bit in limbo, but, um, I forget what I was saying, but basically, um, I just wanted to give a reminder that even if on paper logic, other people's opinions, what other people are saying, Oh my gosh, you've got to do this. You've got to go here. Da, da, da. Our intuition is our, biggest strength. It's our biggest superpower. It's always guiding us. It's always protecting us. It's always making sure that we're safe. And it also understands that sometimes, you know, we need to validate these things and just having a feeling that everything is okay, you know, and just sort of leaving it and not really doing anything or just sitting with it um, is, you know, is, is, it's not that, it's not, um, it doesn't seem like we could do that. It's like, we have to do something. We got to go here. We got to get the opinion. We got to go to this doctor and this clinic and blah, blah, blah. So basically I forgave myself, um, for even though I had all the information, I still kind of let myself go into a bit of a spiral with the situation. And, um, but there was a really big breakthrough that I had. Um, and I think that the whole kind of, you know, experience with this, a big thing that this experience taught me is how much I had been sort of, oh, neglecting my own health and well-being 
Um, it is kind of in my nature to serve others and put other people first, whether that's giving readings or my friends and family and just making sure that they're okay and they're healthy and they're good and, and all these kinds of things that, um, you know, over this past year, my energy has dipped. I've had some thyroid issues that I've talked about. Um, there's just been kind of a lot going on with my health and my well-being. I'm um, just other things that I won't I won't talk about here, but this experience really kind of gave me that wake up call. Um, and this is a message that I got from spirit a couple days after the bite and essentially spirit said like this experience was to show you to take your health in your human body, in your physical body, incredibly seriously. And your health is number one. It's your number one priority. You wouldn't even, if you were sick or ill or you know you wouldn't be able to give readings and serve and connect people to their loved ones the way that you have been doing and that's kind of been at the bottom of your priority list and so that was really something that I had to get very serious on and I did a whole health overhaul um, and which I've talked a little bit over on Instagram so I just wanted to kind of give a little bit of um, background on the situation that I've talked about a little bit and sort of how that relates to my work and my intuition and sort of the steps that I've taken moving forward. So thank you all for sending me so many beautiful messages when I um, talked about this um, and just your support. Okay, so we'll now move into the next portion of the podcast that I wanted to do, which is another Q&A. I had so much fun with the last one, and I got so many responses from all of you um, just regarding the questions that I answered, and there's I always get so many questions um, that kind of come in my email or my Instagram DMs a day that sometimes I just say, you know what, let me hang on to that one for the podcast, and I will answer it so that everybody can hear my answer. So... I actually had to record this segment of this Q&A twice. So I thought I answered the questions pretty well the first time. So let's see how I can do it the second time around. Um, so yeah, so I'm just going to go through a couple of the questions that I got here. So the first one that came in, um, this is from Samantha. And Samantha says, how do you deliver information to people that maybe isn't good? Sickness, death, or unfortunate events, or maybe they're not able to have a baby. I really like this question because it's not one that I get very often um, and kind of it has to do with, you know, information that's coming through in readings that maybe isn't the kind of things that we want to hear. It's maybe not the most positive or, you know, wonderful information that we could receive. And I really like this question because I think that there's a lot of old sort of stigma and belief and things like that surrounding how psychic mediums and intuitive readers and, you know, psychics and things like that in the past have handled um, the psychic information that they've had coming through and how they delivered it. I think that there's a lot of people who have had an experience where they received some sort of psychic information that was damaging for them. And they actually kind of had like a little bit of psychic trauma from the way that the information was delivered. If it maybe was not you know, the most amazing information and the delivery also wasn't very compassionate. So I think that, you know, to answer the question of how I deliver the information, if there is something that's coming through in a reading that maybe is not, um, you know, something amazing, um, the way that I deliver the information is very gently and with a lot of compassion and with a lot of very, you know, very using my heart to communicate this information. If this was me on the other end, how would I sort of, you know, if there was something hard that I had to hear, 
how would I prefer to kind of receive that information? So I really try and put myself in the other person's shoes of how they might be receiving this information. Um, now, you know, obviously being a human being is, is not everything is rainbows and butterflies and popsicles. There's hard things that we go through as human beings, divorce, infertility, loss of loved ones, death of, you know, of a child, um, health issues, financial burdens, um, career kind of, you know, issues, things like that. There's all these kinds of different things that obviously that we can experience in the spectrum of being a human that are possible. And I will say, I will preface this, that it is quite rare um, for me to receive a piece of information that is not maybe beautiful and the best. Um, however, I do try, when that does come through, I do try and, like I said, deliver it very compassionately, very gently, and then also give the person tools and preparatory things that they can do in order to kind of prepare for that thing or to work through that thing or to talk about it or whatever the case may be. So, um, that's that's really big. That's really big there. I will say that, you know, sometimes I, I'm not privy to some of these pieces of information. And actually, sometimes spirit deems it better that you don't know or you don't have that piece of information brought through. So, you know, I know that there's a big belief in the old kind of, you know, like 20, 30 years ago where you would go to see a psychic and they would tell you, you know, the age that you were going to die or things like that. And I think that there's a lot of sort of residual fear surrounding things like that, that, oh my gosh, am I going to hear something bad and da, da, da. And that was actually what prevents a lot of people from coming to see someone, an intuitive reader, a psychic or a medium. They're afraid that they're going to hear something bad, or they're afraid that their loved one is mad at them, or, you know, they're not happy with them or all these kinds of things. So, um, you know, one of the things that I say is that sometimes I am just not given the information about a certain thing. Sometimes I am. And if there is something that's coming through, I will always share it with people, um, you know, that, um, that maybe it's not exactly what they want to hear, but I will always share it with people just with um, gentleness and compassion and understanding. And also, one of the things that I can do too is often if spirit's bringing it up and wants me to deliver it to someone, they're not going to like leave us out to, you know, stranded out in the middle of nowhere with nothing, with no lifeboat. So often if they're bringing something up, they're bringing it up to give you context, to give you understanding of why the situation is happening the way it is, you know, what's about to happen and why, and kind of to give you that, that understanding, that context and that little bit of preparation for whatever it is that's coming through there. So, um, so great question, Samantha, and thanks for uh, thanks for asking that. It's a really good question. I like the way you worded it. Um, another question I actually hear from Samantha. Um, Samantha says, uh, in, in my last episode, if you listened to my last Q&A, I think it was episode four or five. Um, in my last episode, I talked about how um, I kind of have this... Um, telepathic connection when someone is thinking about me or talking about me, I kind of get like a psychic notification. <laughs> I like that actually. I'm going to use that. Psychic notification. Cool. Uh, that's like being a psychic in the technological age. Um, so, and, she, and so Samantha says, I've been wondering, especially after listening to your last Q and A about you talking about knowing other people's thoughts when they're thinking of you or feelings that you get that are your animals. How do you decipher what's yours and what's not yours? How do you know you weren't just simply thinking of this person? Really good question. And I like your critical thinking, Samantha. I really appreciate that because that's the way that I think too. And, you know, 
it took me the, the, I mean, simple answer to your question is that it took me quite a bit of time and a lot of practice to sort of learn and decipher this and learn how to sort of separate my own thought voice versus when there is sort of a psychic notification or a psychic piece of information coming through. And this is one of the biggest, biggest, biggest things that I teach in my mentorship programs, in my intuitive mastery programs, anything that I do where I'm teaching about intuitive development. I teach people how to decipher or learn the difference in the sound current or the undercurrent or the tone of our own thought voice, fear, anxiety, intuition, just regular everyday thought versus a psychic piece of information that's coming through. So it does take practice. Um, and, uh, and, and, I, and I will say too that the way that I learned how that was possible was through testing it and experimenting with it. I didn't just have it happen one time where I had someone pop into my mind and then I talked to them later and was like, oh, I was just talking about you, you know, earlier. Um, and I said, what time, you know, and they were like, oh, it was around 2.30. And then I have remembered that around 2.30 that day, I had a really kind of sudden surge or feeling that that person was talking about me. So it's really not that I think that anyone can do this. We are becoming increasingly more and more telepathic and more psychic and more sensory and more sensitive every day. Um, so it's just really a matter of working with that and developing that. And it is more than possible for everyone. So I hope that answers your question, Samantha. And that's something that um, that, you know, if you're interested in learning how to develop that, that kind of um, intuitive skill or psychic awareness, that's something that I can help you with. So let me know. All right. And last couple questions I have here. Um, another question came in here. It says, are you able to receive information for parents on how we can best support, help parent our children, support, help and parent our children? I really like this question. Short answer is yes. Um, anytime that there's a specific intention for a client of something that they're hoping to learn, I can receive the information on it. So it just takes your request or your intention. And that doesn't mean that it has to just come through me. In fact, you can also uh, receive that information yourself um, if you have the intention. However, I can maybe just sort of <laughs> receive that information and I know how to process psychic information so I can kind of organize the information and present it to you in like a nice sort of you know pretty like package with a bow on top that makes sense and you have kind of actionable things to do and tools and you know and, and support items and messages and things like that. Um, but yeah, anytime there's an intention, and this goes for, for anything, anytime there's an intention on your end of something that you are looking for more clarity or guidance on, um, there's no limit to what we can kind of go into or what kind of information we can receive. So yes, um, great question. And it's absolutely possible. I think that's a beautiful thing that you're thinking about that and wondering that because as if you follow me at all, you know that I'm a big supporter of parents um, really kind of attuning to their children's individual destinies and really understanding that children are unique soul beings with their destiny that is completely separate from our own and how we can best support them in living out and fulfilling their destiny is a beautiful thing to think about and to put into action. So great question, Jen. Um, all right. <clears throat> Last couple questions here. So I, I did have a couple questions on best ways to protect energy, being an empath, feeling drained by people, da, da, da. If um, you haven't already listened to my podcast episode, my last solo episode on the aura and auric expansion and prosperity, I would start there. That's a really good place to start for kind of where I stand on that. Um, and, you know, I think that a big thing that if we are feeling 
easily drained by other people, easily influenced by other people's emotions, um, kind of going through an energetic emptying out process, um, which, you know, I've got lots of um, tools that I can share with you on that, or um, also, you know, kind of working on our auric, our auric strength, our auric field, our energetic field strength and, and width and density on a daily basis, um, that we can kind of become more self-sovereign and strong in our energetic field so that we are not as easily kind of influenced by other people's energy. We can still feel it, but it doesn't kind of like rock us as much where we're like, whoa, I have to go, you know, be in bed for three days from this thing that I did. And Things like that. So I would start there with that episode. I talk about that a lot in that episode. I believe it's episode seven. Um, so you can check that one out. Last question I have here is how do I protect from dark or evil energy or spirits when reading or communicating with spirit? So this is a good question. Um, I have a really kind of this is just in my experience answer um, for this question is that I have never, ever, ever in my work and experience ever communicated with a dark or evil spirit energy, mostly because I just will not allow it. I have really strong boundaries with the spirit world. I let them know this is okay. This is who I'm willing to communicate with. This is not okay. And I'm just not going to go there. Really strong boundaries. And I think that that's a big key is that you set up boundaries with the spirit world and with spirits that you're communicating with just in the same way as you would set up boundaries in your life. If you have strong boundaries in your life and the people around you, then you're going to be able to set and keep just as strong boundaries with the spirit world. So um, again, I do teach quite a bit on this in my intuitive mentorship programs and things like that. So if you're interested in more information on that, I would be happy to share that with you. All right, everybody, that is all for today's episode. If you have any questions based on the answers that I gave in this podcast episode, please send them my way. I'm happy to answer. And I will be back on a regular podcast episode schedule, releasing podcasts bi-weekly on Mondays starting now. Um, so thank you for your patience and um, thank you for your continued support as I was on this little couple of week hiatus after everything that's been going on over here. And I will talk to you all very soon. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. It was so great to have you here. I love to hear your feedback. So if you have any thoughts or feelings from today's episode, feel free to share them with me over on Instagram. I hang out over there at Emily the Medium. Send me a message or share with your friends so that they can hear the message as well. Also, I would be so grateful if you could hop over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. Um, it helps me get my message out to the world. And for that, I am grateful. So thank you. And I will talk to you guys soon. Mm -hmm.